You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty. This week, I have a tidbit about whether it's okay to use the word ask as a noun, and a meaty middle about whether it's okay to call ships she. Let's get started. A couple of weeks ago, I got an email from a listener named Luana. She wrote, quote, My husband works in sales, and the phrase, the ask is, is frequently used. It's a new way of saying the request is. And I'm curious about the origins of this and if ask can be used as a noun. What was especially interesting was that I haven't heard this question before, but I also did a radio interview that week and someone from Ohio asked a similar question. And then I saw someone from the ACLU tweeting that a lawyer from the Department of Justice said it's, quote, a lot to ask of the government to absorb the cost of reunifying the families it tore apart. But then he looked at his notes and revised the tweet, saying the lawyer actually didn't say, it's a lot to ask. He said, it's a huge ask. So in addition to the people calling and writing about using ask as a noun, I saw this other instance of a federal lawyer using ask as a noun too, all in one week. But like so many things that seem new, once you start noticing them, when I started doing research, Using ask as a noun turns out to be about as old as you can get. The Oxford English Dictionary shows that ask has been used as a noun since Old English. The word request didn't even show up until the mid-1300s. It came to English from Old French, just like so many words during that time. The more specific phrase, like the one the lawyer used, it's a big ask, is more recent. The Oxford English Dictionary has an entry for the phrase Big Ask and says it originated in Australia. The first citation is from 1987. The OED claims that the phrase Big Ask is usually used in sports contexts. For example, in this sentence, the dictionary cites from Rugby World. It was a huge ask of my players, but their attitude throughout the week prior to the game was superb. My personal experience and research tells me that at least in the United States, the ask is also used to describe asking for money. One fundraiser might ask another, how did the ask go? Or give advice, you need to get to the ask faster. And it can also just mean a significant or difficult request, as in, I know it's a big ask for you to pick me up at the airport at 4 a.m., but can you do it? 
And in some cases, it's even just a synonym for request. For example, in this recent quotation from Michelle Poehler of Hello Fears, a movement that, quote, aims to make the world a braver place, unquote, she said, my ask is simple. Choose growth over comfort. And here's another one from the Recode Media with Peter Kafka podcast. The host says, my ask to you is that you tell someone else about this show. In a more specialized sense, if you've ever bought stocks, you might remember seeing prices list as the bid and the ask. The ask being the asking price, the price you pay when you buy the stock. The OED has the first use of this sense in 1874. In a Google Ngram search, the phrases big ask and huge ask rarely appear in the text of published books. But there have been at least a few books published with a variation on the title, A Big Ask. I found three from Australian or British authors and two from American authors. The Australian books seem to be a bit older, which fits with the idea that the phrase originated there and is making its way to Britain and the United States. So to sum up, it's not new at all to use ask as a noun. But the phrases it's a big ask and it's a huge ask are relatively new. They didn't emerge yesterday, but they did start in Australia about 30 years ago and have taken some time to gain popularity in the United States. Still, the language log had a post way back in 2004 about John Kerry using the phrase during his presidential campaign, so it's hard to call it new. It may sound a bit like jargon or a bit flippant to some listeners or readers, but lawyers use it, presidential candidates use it, Authors use it, and as Luana's husband has proven, people in business use it. So I'd say it's completely standard English. And now, on to the meaty middle. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. 
Saving money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Save big money at If you're lucky enough to own a boat, is it a she? Have you given your car a girl's name or a boy's name? Do you refer to the place you're from as your motherland or as your fatherland? The tendency to use female names and pronouns to refer to non-living things, such as ships and cars, is an example of personification, giving human characteristics to non-human things. There are a few exceptions, though. Not all boat and car owners choose female names for their vehicles, and some nations tend to be male. Both hardcover and online dictionaries agree. The pronoun she can refer to inanimate objects. The entries for the pronoun he, on the other hand, don't mention anything about personification, so it is common to hear a ship or a car referred to as she, but not as he. Let's start with ships and boats. Have you heard the nautical phrase, there she blows, or its variant, thar she blows? You might think this refers to a boat, but in fact, it's a reference to Moby Dick, that famous whale from Herman Melville's novel of the same name. This book was published in 1851. In chapter 133, Ahab exclaims, there she blows, there she blows, a hump like a snow hill, it's Moby Dick. The ship that this fictional crew was sailing was called the Pequod, and congratulations, it's a girl. In chapter 16, the ship is described like this. You never saw such a rare old craft as this same rare old Pequod. She was a ship of the old school, rather small, if anything. One of the oldest ships on record is Noah's Ark. But the Bible doesn't use a female pronoun to refer to this vessel. Rather, in Genesis, the ark doesn't have a gender. It says, It took Noah 120 years to build the ark and find all the animals to put in it. But Noah obeyed God and did just as he was told. It's not clear exactly when ships became female, but it's a long tradition. The earliest example of a ship being referred to as female in the Oxford English Dictionary entry for the word she is from circa 1380, and the dictionary includes an intriguing note that, quote, the grammatical gender of the French words may have influenced the translators, unquote. So maybe we can blame the French and their gendered nouns. Multiple sources say that even though Old English nouns also had gender, this is probably not the reason English speakers called ships she. Anyway, doesn't Queen Elizabeth II sound better than Bob as a name for a ship? Still, today the AP Style Book and the Chicago Manual of Style recommend using it instead of she when you're writing about ships. Now, what about cars? The old PBS radio show Car Talk hosted by two brothers who gave advice to car owners, addressed the topic of giving names to cars. One episode featured a listener whose used truck was called Mark, prompting the host to ask, does a car deserve a name? And if so, should it be male or female? 
And come to think of it, do people who name their cars actually take better care of them? Their conclusion was that, quote, cars as soulless mechanical devices hardly merited names, unquote. Many people disagree and do name their vehicles, but not all the names are female. There's even a spot on a baby naming site for popular names that people give to cars. Bertha and Fred lead the pack. It seems that people, especially those in the millennial generation, can become attached to their cars. According to an article in Fortune magazine, nearly 40% of millennials name their cars, compared to only 25% for all age groups. Now we'll move on to countries. Nations are often referred to as female, but some cultures favor the idea that their homelands are male. Either the word motherland or fatherland applies, depending on which country you're discussing. You'll hear Mother Russia, not Father Russia. On the other hand, people in Germany and Scandinavia refer to the fatherland, not the motherland. As for America, the personification of the United States is usually Uncle Sam. This term for the U.S. was coined around the War of 1812 and became popular as a slogan on a poster during World War I. The poster features Sam pointing and saying, I want you for U.S. Army. But did you know that the United States used to be female? Her name was Columbia, as in the District of Columbia, part of the name of the capital, Washington, D.C. Her name appears elsewhere in places such as Columbia Pictures, Columbia Records, and Columbia University. An interesting article in The Atlantic states, quote, America was Columbia in the same way that England was Britannia and France was Marianne. The name Columbia fell out of favor about a hundred years ago, when Sam became more popular. But the lyrics to the Irving Berlin song, God Bless America, written in 1918, have immortalized the femininity of the United States. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. Well, if you name your boat or car, let us know what she or he is called. As for those interested in grammar, we'll continue driving our grammar mobiles, which may or may not be female. That segment was written by Bonnie Mills, author of The Curious Case of the Misplaced Modifier, who blogs at sentencesleuth.blogspot.com. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find all the old Grammar Girl articles and podcasts at quickanddirtytips.com. And you can get ad-free archives and bonus episodes by signing up for Stitcher Premium at stitcherpremium.com slash grammar. Use the offer code grammar for a free month to give it a try. That's all. Thanks for listening. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it.
Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.